Christina Castedio and I are new friends. I knew we were going to be friends and we would collaborate more the first time I ever spoke with her. You can go back to episode 39 to hear her personal story. Thanks, Allison, for connecting us. Christina and I have begun some discussions that can sometimes be awkward or uncomfortable for one or both of us. We're doing that for you. As a white woman in the South, I can only have that perspective from personal experience. Christina's perspective is from her personal experience as a black woman. And of course, each of you have your own personal experience. Because of that, we all have some questions or statements that may feel strange to say out loud. Am I going to be offensive? Am I going to sound ignorant? Am I perpetuating a stereotype? Should I only listen? Or am I even allowed to ask questions or even share my own thoughts? We want to help you break those barriers so you can ask each other the hard questions and say the hard things so that you and your friends can feel more at ease talking with each other. Our vision is for friends from different perspectives, whether that be different races, cultures, or beliefs, to listen to our conversations and be ushered into conversations of your own. True change and understanding will not come until it takes place at a personal level, the heart level. You will not fully know another until you know your own heart. And of course, know the heart of God. That's a really cool thing about what's going on is we get to speak our thoughts out loud. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that we ever, I mean, we could, but it wouldn't be received the way it should have been. Yeah. That makes me really excited because I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) And you know, now that you say that, I think that like personally, I can't speak for my entire race, of course, but I think I would have been ready to hear any of them, Uh but I never would have thought you would want to talk to me about it. Mm. And not like you personally, like, I know what you mean, you know, like all, any of my friends, whether they're black or Hispanic or you know, whatever race, anything other than white, like they don't want to talk to the basic white girl. You know, I'm just another Christian white girl Mm. who's trying to do good stuff, but she just doesn't get it. Like that's kind of how I think everybody looks at me. Um, But you know what? I think we all want to tell our story. It doesn't matter who you are. We all want to tell our story, but it hasn't always felt safe to do so. Mm -hmm. And I think we're finding safe spaces and opening up that dialogue. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's and amazing. It's, it seems like a lot of people are kind of to the point also of, I don't care if it's safe or not, you're going to listen yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. And discovering, Oh, it actually is safe. Right. Right. When I posted, um, the first time I posted about my feelings as a black girl growing up in a white world, um, I was really nervous. It was yeah. Black History Month and I had never talked about these things before. And I, you know, a lot of my friends on Facebook are from my private schools and yeah. from predominantly white schools. And I thought, wow, they never knew this about me. And I wonder how that's going to make them feel. Um, but I was, I was nervous that people would be like, what is her problem? She has such an attitude, such a chip on her shoulder. She's got a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And so I never, we don't want to be viewed as an angry black woman mm-hmm. or an angry black man, because that's what we get labeled as when we express our feelings about injustice. 
when you were talking about the educator asking who would trade places with a black person, mm -hmm. there have been times when I have thought, I want to be an angry black woman. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I would trade places with a black woman huh. because I want to, to be admired for being, well, first of all, curvy. <laughs> that would be nice for oh, my that. curves to be appreciated as a white girl. <laughs> but, but more seriously, to, to feel like I had a right to be angry about injustice. Oh, wow. Wow. Because huh. as a white woman, I think my job is to be cute and be quiet mm. um, wow. and agree with whatever the popular opinion is. That's strong. That's a strong statement. And I think this, like women like you, black women who, and, and I read a post where you said, like, I don't, I haven't spoken out about this before. Mm -hmm. um, and then that was inspiring to me. Like, there's a lot that I don't speak out about mm -hmm. because I don't want to rock the boat. Right. Because that's not my, my place as a yeah. white woman. Mm. And not to make it about like, oh, poor white women at all. Right. Um, but just, just to point out, we have so much more in common than we realize. Yeah. Different backgrounds, different reasons. Right. But a lot of the same, which right. I think we keep circling back to, you know, a lot of the same fears and things that have kept us yeah. from making these changes in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never thought of that perspective as... Yeah, just the meek white girl who, <laughs> yeah, needs to just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. But I think for those of us black women or people who have been in a predominantly white situation, we felt the same way. Mm -hmm. Like just smile and get along with everyone so that you don't make your people look bad. You are the, you know, you've got to, you've got to be the example that all black people aren't this way or that mm -hmm. way. And um, just having to temper ourselves and censor ourselves. And that causes, it causes a lot of angst and pain. And, and I think for a long time, I didn't deal with that. I, I didn't really acknowledge that I had that pain of not being able to say who I was and and nobody listened to me you know I felt like and where I was people didn't listen to me and they didn't see me um I think I I don't know if you read I shared in one of my posts that when I was 15 one of my my best friend at the time who was white looked at me and said I think God made a mistake yeah, I think it's supposed to be white. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> mm. Ouch. You know, what a horrible thing to believe that you are a mistake. And I never want my kids to feel like they are a mistake, that they are not just as good as someone else. Um, also made in his image right right mm -hmm. you know you know my parents could not have helped with that because that's just how it happens you know when you're in mm -hmm. school and that's what you face every day 
it doesn't matter how much they told me I was worthy and loved and, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't really matter because I needed that validation, needed, in quotes, that validation yeah. from, you know, the majority that I was with. But it's sad. It's so sad. <laughs> there, there are just things that I realized that I was going through and I smiled through all of it. And I was still in pain. Yeah. Do you think you realized then the impact that comments like that made on you? Or was it, I mean, obviously they did make an impact because it stuck with you. Mm-hmm. But was it later that you realized like, ooh, that was... Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that I had a faulty view of myself. Mm. I didn't know that what I thought wasn't true. And I still fight against that today. Um, I didn't. Everything, even though people were nice to me and they felt like, you know, I, they thought that I just had such a wonderful life in their world. And it wasn't bad. I, you know, right. I wasn't treated poorly. It's what wasn't said a lot of times that was the biggest problem but because you felt like you weren't seen yeah I wasn't I wasn't seen and I you know I even think back people talked over me all the time and I was the one taking care of people and making them feel better I was the peacemaker I was the neutralizer and you know what my kids are also today but um I think that was just gifts that we were given but Mm -hmm being a black girl and a predominantly white um i can't even say predominantly i mean it was all white yeah <laughs> you know, i was let me think in my high school in my private christian high school i was the only black girl for a while and another black girl came in all four grades mandy <laughs> that's yeah crazy how um, big was your school I don't even know. It was not, it was not very big. It was, it was a pretty small, Mm. um, I don't know. Maybe there were 300. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go look back in my high school because I have no idea what the percentage was. Right. I mean, obviously it was predominantly white Catholic Mm. school, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to count. (laughs) I wonder, like some of my friends may remember. Yeah, you're black. Uh, black friends. Never. Um, right. And they did remember. <laughs> I messaged a couple friends from high school, and they knew exactly 10 to 15% over the course of the four years that we were there. Anyway, I hope in this episode you heard that we are all allowed to have feelings right now. We're all allowed to say what's hard about these times and these conversations. And honestly, the more we say it out loud, the easier it is to relate to each other, as you've heard from Christina and I. This is the last episode of Careful Conversations for now. I hope that you will go back and listen where you need to and find someone or more than one someone to talk to about these things, someone different from you or someone the same who you know needs to grow with you. Let us know what you're talking about. You can find us both on social media, Christina Custodio and Known Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And those links are in show notes, of course. We will talk to you soon with some new things.